Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. We're so blessed that you are joining us today. Tom Donnan is back, and we're so blessed to have him here with us. It's been a while. Every time Tom comes on to discuss current events in relation to Bible prophecy and the end of days, we're always amazed at how close we really are to the soon return of Jesus. Amen. Help me welcome back to the program our good friend, Tom Donnan. Tom, thank you for coming back on, brother. I have been looking forward to catching up with you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Bob, every time we get together, I'll tell you what, it seems as though the Holy Spirit just flows with wonderful life. And it gets very exciting because I'll tell you what, sometimes we get caught up in the the day in and day out life and we don't see what's going on. Uh, But when you take a good look at it, you can see, uh oh, this is like getting too much. You know, our world is changing a whole lot. And fast. And And fast. fast. Yeah, that's why I I like getting together with you to, to talk about these things. Amen. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. So I just want to dive right into it. Now, I remember you had a dream that you shared with us before. And in this dream, you know, the ground was breaking up, houses were sinking and, and things like that. And recently you were shown by got something by God that said, basically, we're now entering the next phase of that. Can you share with us more about this dream and catch us up with this new phase? Well, when it comes to the dreams and the visions, you know, the thing is, is that the Lord shows us things in part. And so <clears throat> sometimes he will allow me to have a really better picture or queer picture, but yet hindsight is a really good indicator of being on target or understanding in the fulfillment. And so just recently, uh, as we've been watching, we saw that as soon as Russia invaded the Ukraine, uh, things, the financial systems around the world started getting hit, you know, and the petroleum costs went sky high and it affected so many different things. And and then with the uh, interest rates, just to, to bring the dollar to be strong and stable, they've been raising the interest rates, which means is that that affected the housing market. Now, when it did that, then that started to cool off really fast. And now you have people who have bought at the top, and uh, now they're struggling to stay above water, and it's it's been a real fight. So you're now starting to see the housing market sink into the ground, as I saw in this, this um, experience. The third phase was to um, have a problem with the electricity. Now, I like it when usually the Lord sees me beyond the circumstances, you know, Uh, like with the pandemic, when he showed me that it was going to be three waves and afterwards we get back to regular life. No, uh, but this time I didn't see past that when the electricity went out. But the thing was, is that, what was that? Just last week, uh, for people who may not have heard previously broadcast, the Lord communicates to me in a variety of different ways. And one of them is that I hear sounds. Now, a sounds during the night, and sometimes Christians will hear even sounds during the day, and that's really rare. So I kind of categorize it as as that maybe one or 2% of prophetic people will hear sounds during the night, and I'm one of them. So the other night, as I'm sleeping, I am hearing a banjo playing. 
Now, I've never heard this before. So now I'm thinking to myself, what in the world does this mean? Right. So, of course, God, in the morning, God's calling you to go to Nashville. Oh, hey, oh, Grand Ole Opry. I like going there. No, didn't mean to uh, interrupt. <laughs> all's good. So uh, what happened is that I looked it up and, you know, it talks about bluegrass, folk music, that type of thing. And then later on in the afternoon uh, comes the news that a power station in one of the Carolinas has been attacked. North Carolina. And been knocked offline. Now, that was uh, considered to be like a domestic terror event. And, of course, we have this open border and we don't know who is coming in. And and we're watching the increase of chaos, which comes back to this thing of banjo, right? Is that when I heard this, it was pretty loud. So I woke up out of my sleep pretty fast and I looked at the clock and it was 11-11. Now, that's kind of like a pay attention when you see a double number. And so as I looked it up, the number 11 stands for chaos, right? So here you have the banjo music saying, pay attention to what just happened in uh, like, let's say the bluegrass states or that that folk music and that, that type of thing that you get there. And so you can equate the two of them. And so that was pretty easy on me, considering that uh, I was able to put it together on the same day. But that also indicated that we've entered into this this third phase. And that has me concerned because at the end of that third phase in this experience that I had is that the power was knocked out and chaos was ensuing everywhere. Now, this was in my area. It, uh, as I was experiencing this, I was in Evergreen Park, Illinois, um, and that and I could see the downtown skyline. You know, that's an amazing. I mean, you can be uh, 30 miles from downtown Chicago, but you can still see the buildings, you know, some of the higher buildings. And that's what it was like. I'm in Evergreen Park and I can see the downtown skyline. Uh, and then this uh, power outage takes place. And so I'm, I'm concerned about that because I have no idea of how long that's going to last. Uh, and the video that was referenced in this, the person had said that if nine specific important connections in the power grid were hit at the same time, uh, it could virtually uh, turn off the entire country. Yeah. Now, yeah. That's scary that's or what? Yeah. And, and, you know, this could be the, the one in North Carolina. Do you think it could have been like a dry run just so the enemy could see what happened and what the results were and how long it took for them to get back up and things like that? Isn't that what happens militarily? Yeah. You know, you try to see how they're going to respond. Of course, uh, Ted Koppel had written a book about this maybe about five years ago and trying to stir people up. And of course, it seems as though the United States is on the slow curve. I mean, we got money for all kinds of stuff, but this, right? Yeah, and so right. Um, the importance of the integral, uh, uh, the power grid. Um, and so the importance is, is that um, it is vulnerable. Now, so it takes two years to make one big transformer. So you lose a couple of transformers, no, and you are, well, you're like in serious trouble. No, oh, and yeah. so yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Hey, Amen. And, and, you know, I've been preaching for over a year now anyway that, you know, I've been studying and, and sharing in sermons and teachings about why the United States is not a major player in the end times. And, and then with this Russian invasion of Ukraine and uh, Putin threatening to use nuclear weapons if, if he's pushed, you know, stuff like that. The scenario that I'm now sharing that I see being set up to come to pass is why would Russia 
invade Israel, you know, for the Ezekiel 38 war. And recently, well, within the past year or so, Israel discovered oil in their homeland. And they've struck an agreement with Europe to pump the oil to Europe so they don't have to buy oil from Russia anymore. And that's Russia's major source of income, which is why these sanctions are hurting them so bad. But they're, you know, he's like blackmailing Europe right now, like, hey, I'll flip the switch and you can freeze this winter, you know, type thing, right? Well, it, once Israel, they said that within the next year to 18 months, that delivery system will be in place and Israel will be able to support Europe. So they can then flip the switch to Russia and say, we don't need you, right? And that's now I see that as the scenario where now Russia will be pushed to invade Israel. And who else is in the Ezekiel 38 war but Persia, which is now Iran. And, you know, hey, they're, they're already allied with Russia. And they've been looking for an excuse to invade Israel, right? And then China's already said, hey, we're, we're part of this alliance too. We're going to support Russia in whatever they do. And there comes the, the, the 200,000-man army from the east. So all this stuff is starting to line up just the way the Bible said. You know, and and I believe that to stop America from rushing to Israel's aid, Russia's pushes. Putin's already said, if I'm pushed, I'll use them, and I think he's going to use an EMP one or two over the U.S., which it's already, as you said, you know, a couple of tactically placed EMPs, something like ten thousand or hundred thousand feet up in the atmosphere, something like that takes out the entire electric grid of the United States. Yeah. And experts have said that if that happens and the entire electric grid goes off, it'll be, as you just alluded to, two to three years before any power comes back up. All right. That means everything's gone. I mean, we're living, as soon as that goes off, we're living in the 1800s. No food, no cars, no water through the pipes because there's no pumping stations. No sewage, no delivery of trucks to the grocery stores and all that stuff. No banks, no t no ATMs, no banks, no money. You know, they, and, and you know that's just the scenario I see as being set up that goes right along with the Bible. And we're watching it on the evening news, you know, like on a chessboard. You know, when when the, you're playing someone who's far more superior at chess than you are. And you can see he's setting you up. He's pushing you into that corner. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You know, it's only a matter of time before he says, checkmate, you know. And that's what I see happening, right? What do you see happening along that line? Well, so think about the time, you know, because uh, I basically I have a really good life. I don't want to see it change. At the same time, I see that there are powers to be, so to speak, that want to see the United States decline. So to get them out of the way for the setup of the next phase of their next phase of what they want to see happen, you know, which is this global elitist community, not globalism. There is a different phase of it that globalism is changing and morphing into something else. And so I, I get kind of concerned. So sometimes I will see things moving, as we've talked about it before, convergence, and it seems to be rushing in that direction. And then at the same time, it seems as though God is raising up a standard that is slowing it down. So it's a, like a ping pong match, you know, you yeah. see one side get the ball and the other side volleys back, 
Um, and it's hard to determine whether we're going to see a, a collapse in what a couple of years or 10 years. It's hard right. to see. Exactly. But the evidence shows that we're relentlessly moving in that direction. Yeah. And that's the part that gets like really scary because as Christians, we're thinking to ourselves, you know, we need to be rapture ready. No. Amen. And so that's a term that's being used a lot. But even that, I think there's even an, an amount of complacency in people's minds because they're saying, okay, well, all right, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. My life hasn't changed. This happened, this happened. You know, but sooner or later, the news gets like really tight. So at what point do you have to get ready? You got to get like ready now with whatever time you got. Yeah. Amen. That is so true. And I, then when you add on top of all that, you know, let's say, this does happen. The electricity goes, even if it's not for two, three years, but, you know, just say in New York City for a week. Well, we've already seen that, you know, in the major metropolitan areas, as soon as the power goes out, crime goes up, you know, I mean, because your burglar alarms don't work and all that good stuff. Right. So and we see on the news right now, crime has just been getting out of control so much so that you've seen some businesses like in Philadelphia hire armed guards. I mean, not just, you know, uh, you know, this is uh, Uncle Joe from Petticoat Junction with a pistol on, you know, <laughs> hey, how you doing type thing. I'm talking about military style weapons and armor and, you know, rifles and stuff, not just regular security guards. D did you see any of that? Well, that's uh, a trend, right? So this guy was uh, the gas station owner or manager was so frustrated with, with the crime that was taking place. He took matters into his own hand by paying money to have armed guards. We're talking like with rifles that are in the ready uh, military type of people who are uh, walking the perimeter and they're ready to respond. Of course, usually what happens is that people with guns that want to do bad things or other, other stuff will look for a more um, Softer target. vulnerable yeah. target. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're, they'll leave this guy alone. And then of course the, the safety and productivity of the business will continue to go on, but it's a sad state of affairs having to, to move in this direction because he said he just couldn't count on 911 being there uh, anymore because it was too frequent. Now, in my own area, there's been conversations in the last three weeks about the increase of gunfire in other surrounding communities. Now, uh, I don't like hearing that, and there's sometimes I will hear gunfire uh, and wonder, okay, what's going on? Oh, uh, but I did. I did work in the south side of Chicago. And so it's nowhere near like it is down, you know, in Chicago. So um, it's how would you say it? It hasn't nearly gotten as bad as that. But you see the deterioration. And so who else is going to be going down this direction because of the deterioration of the police protection? That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, recently, uh, I'm sure it's happening in other places, but uh a business here in Baltimore uh, made the news where they posted a sign and said, you know, we're closing. You know, we've been robbed 15 times in the last year and the insurance doesn't cover it because they only cover, you know, so much every, every incident, you got to cover your deductible type thing. Right. And because of the crime, their insurance rates are going up. You know, they said yeah. the last three times they had to pay out of pocket to replace their stock, you know, and says, we've had enough, you know, we've been here, you know, 20 years or whatever it is, and, and we enjoy the neighborhood, but we're done. We're, you know, the police can't do anything about it. And, you know, crime keeps going up. So they're closing their doors and they're moving elsewhere, you know, so that neighborhood is suffering. 
because these businesses are leaving and you know the the owners are suffering because they're out of pocket you know almost a hundred grand uh for deductibles and stuff like that and they're like you know we can't do this on a continuing basis this you know with the uh all the stuff going on with the police i mean <laughs> my daughter took a uh a handgun class so that she could purchase a handguard handgun for protection and the instructor i know the instructor personally he and i worked together in the police force and he brought up the statistics of like two years ago in baltimore they'd have you know in one week they'd have something like you know 120 arrests for you know crime and stuff like that and he said he brought it up for the week prior to the class two what? two arrests because the revolving door you know they and if you arrest someone not only does it take you you know three or four hours of paperwork to you know process them when they go to the commissioner they're released with no bail they're back out on the street uh you know that's the way this baltimore prosecutor is working you know and uh you know the cops are like you know and then if you bruise their hands when you put the handcuffs on you're subject to be you know sued uh, for abuse and stuff like that so the cops are like hey okay we'll just walk the beat and pick up the bodies as we go but we're done and uh and that's not just here i see it in philadelphia on the news and, and other major metropolitan areas the, the cops you know that defund the police i mean baltimore police department is supposed to have I think they're they're down something like twelve hundred officers from what they normally are, so they're just you know hey we'll we'll come and take the report after the crime, and that's just what they're doing. And naturally, that isn't being played well, uh, you know, publicly on the news and all that stuff. But what else are they going to do? You know, you get someone that you know they go out and arrest this seventeen-year-old shooting people and and for drugs and they arrest them and you know as soon as they show up everybody pulls out their phones and starts recording you know and if he says one cuss word or something like that there's a lawsuit you know so i mean it's you know my wife is like i'm so glad that you're not on the police force right now i said me too (laughs) (laughs) but uh but that's what's happening and you know again that's a sign of the times that, uh, you know, things are just going out of control. The, the We talked before the recording how it seems like darkness is now prevailing throughout the land with just little spots where the light shines, but not very much. I mean, I mean, did you hear about, let's, let's move on. Uh, did you hear about the idea? And this goes back to the COVID thing, in, in my opinion, where the government comes in and is teaching people to, uh, get used to us putting restrictions on you. And the sheeple are like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll wear our masks, stand in line. Uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll stand, you know, 200 people go in Walmart, but nobody can go into a mom and pop store by themselves, you know, type thing. It's the government wants to control everything. Do you hear about the one that now, the greenies are thinking about limiting traffic in Oxford, England. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I bet, you know, governor Newsom in California is taking notes on that. Oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I could just see him jumping all over that one. Did you see that? All right. So you think to yourself, where in the world is it going next and how much more ridiculous can it get? 
No, but in the Oxford, England area, they decided that they want to develop these things that they call smart cities, which means is that you can only travel so many miles per month, like let's say 100 miles per month, and you're restricted to that 100 miles. And so therefore, you got to do all of your local buying and and purchases and stuff like that um, to save on those miles. And then they have other functions that they're trying to get you to to, uh, uh, reduce in. And, you know, it's almost as if this thing about the climate God is really coming up to the surface where everybody is bowing to this climate God um, and trying to save the planet. And then in saving the planet, we're not saving people. You know, we're inhibiting people. It's getting to like really scary. I don't know if this is going to float, but it's an interesting uh, idea that they're trying to implement on the limitations of free life in that area. So I, I don't know. I think people would really start to get a little upset or maybe there'd be some pushback when they realize that, gee, I, I want to go somewhere that's more than 100 miles. Oh, it's not 100 miles. It's remember it's neighborhoods. So, you know, imagine Chicago divided into like uh, uh, five jurisdictions and say so you have to stay in your jurisdiction and you can only leave that area 10 times a month. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> I'm not good with that. You know, uh, that's that's the way I was, I was looking at that and saying, what? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, my wife and I, to go to one of the stores we go to, it's, you know, 27 miles. And we go a couple times a month because mm-hmm. she likes going over there, right? Yeah. But, you, you know, that that's, you know, going there, coming back, there's 50. <laughs> yeah. 50 miles right there, you know? Uh, yeah. You'll go one more time and then we're stuck at home because we're going to exceed our hundred miles. You know? <laughs> there's there's got to be better ways of viewing our, uh, using our mental capacities and coming up with these uh, restrictive ideas on living life. No? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I say. I think it, it relates back to that COVID stuff. But, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, uh, where, yeah, the virus was bad. Yeah. You know, there needed to be something done. But I think the government played their hand and said, let's get people used to us enforcing their obedience. You know, you either obey and shut down everything or else. You know, and well, okay, so as we're you know, just touching on this COVID thing, it just doesn't make sense to me anymore because the thing is is that uh when people do have the the test positive for COVID now, it's the equivalent of a bad cold, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. then why are they still having this testing? You know, yeah. we're, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. I hear people, I came back from this cruise, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but I came back from this cruise and the couple that I had been spending some time with on there, I got to know them. Uh, they uh, live in Denver, but he was raised in Hyde Park, the south side of Chicago. So we had a lot in common. Well, his wife uh, tested positive for COVID the next morning. I I mean, the morning we uh, got off the ship, Um, we're going to have dinner that night. And so he's kind of letting me know, well, I'll go out to dinner with you, but I'll let you know that you tested positive. Okay, fine. You know, let's go. You know, it's because it's uh, the dangers. I I don't know. I don't want to minimize it, but I guess I am minimizing it is that it doesn't have the punch it had in the beginning. So why in the world are they still perpetuating this COVID stuff? I don't understand. Poor control. And, you know, the the pharmaceutical companies, you know, come up with a new new virus, a new version, or what do they call it? New strain, new shot. Because, you know, there's money in it. 
Well, there's that rabbit trail that shows up from time to time, right? Yeah. You've heard the new acronym that they have out there, uh, which is SAD. You know, most uh-huh. people, when you say SID, SIDS, uh, you understand sudden in- infant death. Yeah. But now there's yeah. one that's called SAD, and it is um, sudden adult death, right? And so we have this rise, and they're trying to come out with more studies to understand how this is happening. Of course, you don't get you don't hear a lot of it, but I've been following that. I didn't put it in this segment because it's kind of like a another horrific rabbit trails. No, but it's affecting our society because now people are talking about well, they know somebody that they know somebody that died. Well, now it's like they know somebody who died, and, and it's becoming an ever um, increasing situation uh, in normal life, another thing that's adding to normal life. So it's another uh, direction by which we're getting hit by these terrible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get back on the topic. Speaking of England and Europe, did you see the recent news from the CERN Collider? I, mean, I had to watch just, that twice. Can, yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Wow. I'll tell you what. Um, the reason that I, I put it in there was because of the crack and the magnetic uh, field that protects the earth, right? So I was I was trying to figure out, well, did CERN contribute to it? You know, and so I had to listen to it a couple of times. And the, the second time I, I realized they're saying that because of CERN's activity, they were able to detect this crack, right? So I don't know if it had a contributing factor. I'm not smart. Those people are smart, right? <laughs> when they're talking about colliding all these things and, and the masses of stuff and and then the, the years of upgrade. I mean, it's really fascinating. Yeah. The, the problem was, is that normally the magnetic uh, protection for the earth uh, might have a crack for a moment. This was hours. This is the first time that they had it happen for hours. And so there now that becomes a serious concern because now we're, the sun is in a huge active state you know, right now. So that if we should have uh, uh, another crack occur, we would have a lot of dangerous radiation coming in. Yeah. That would affect the grid as well. You know, you get that serious stuff and it could really play havoc, wreak havoc. Yeah. Amen. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this portion of today's interview with Tom Donnan. Every time Tom comes on, I mean, it just gets deeper and deeper. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that the soon return of Jesus is happening sooner than anyone even expects. And folks, you need to make sure that you can get this done. And you need to make sure that you go down the show notes, click the links, get in touch with Tom Donnan. And folks, I'm telling you, if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, this could be one of the last opportunities you have. I'm I'm firmly convinced that I will not be surprised if Jesus returns in 2023 or 2024. That's just not going to shock me. I'm not predicting dates or anything like that. It could be 10 more years or 20 more years, but... Everything is lining up that it's going to be very, very soon. So you need to get right or get left. Amen. Be sure to come back for the next episode as we conclude our great conversation with Tom Donnan about where is the light of God in this world today. Till then, it's Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www 
podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.